Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. Visit them at milwaukeeadmirals.com. Wendy's Big Show, served up hot and fresh. It's actually not. was a great Sparky's show. Midday Madness. <laughs> Golly, man. How long have I been doing this show? At some point, I should stop do, saying Wendy's Big Show. Uh, Sparky's Midday Madness coming to you live from the Lakeland University Studios, offering evening and online master's programs. Learn more at lakeland.edu slash get started. And, of course, it's presented to you by the... Uh, Milwaukee Admirals, and we will have John Greenberg on, president of the Milwaukee Admirals, coming up uh, about a eh, half hour, 35 minutes from right now. Talking about the big garage sale they have coming up in Milwaukee Panther Arena next week, June 28th and 29th. Uh, all kinds of uh, different uh, used uh, sticks and jerseys and all that kind of stuff uh, will be available to be bought, as will some of the merchandise that will be on discount uh, from the pro shop that you saw throughout the season at Milwaukee Panther Arena. So 28th and 29th. We'll get more details on all of that with John Greenberg uh, coming up about uh, 30, 35 minutes from right now. Also, down with Chillis, uh, who was on earlier today with Bart Winkler. Uh, and I listened to that whole interview and realized that I had more questions for Don with Chillis um, after he got done with Bart um, and wanted to get Don on uh, the madness. So I could ask my questions to Don with Chillis versus just doing it over the phone. We could share it with you, our conversation. So we'll do that coming up here in about uh, 10, 12 minutes from right now. I I got a a tweet from our guy Gerard in Delaware. And our guy Gerard in Delaware uh, tweeted at me uh, and asked about these rumblings uh, about Robert Quinn uh, possibly being moved by the Chicago Bears, the defensive lineman, uh, and moved to somebody between now and training camp because he wasn't at uh, their OTAs, mini camps, whatever you want to call them. He wasn't at any of them uh, and apparently uh, is unhappy um, and is looking to get moved. And so I, I Googled it to see what I could find. And I did find a story from somebody out of Vegas uh, and they've got the Packers as like the second uh, most likely team to go get Robert Quinn from the Bears. Uh, the Cowboys were one. The Colts were three. Uh, as far as teams most likely to end up with Robert Quinn. Now, again, I- I'm not going to get into salaries and everything else. I- I'm simply going to say this. I'm all in on getting Robert Quinn if they can get Robert Quinn. So 
like Gutekunst and Russ Ball and those guys, they can figure out the money aspect and how to make it work and all that other stuff. I'm in. Like, let's do this. Okay? Totally fine with going and getting Robert Quinn and putting him as a guy that you can rotate on that line um, with what you already have. I mean, all you're doing is just putting enough guys on the line now where every time somebody rotates in, they're going to be fresh and they're going to be good. It's not going to be rotate in the fourth defensive lineman who's, eh, maybe he's fresh enough to beat the good offensive lineman across from him. Now I think we're getting to the point, if you get a Robert Quinn, where you're going to be, now again, I think Lowry uh, is uh, better than average maybe, somewhere in that range, right? Uh, Kenny Clark, uh, Jaron Reed, uh, then you've got uh, your draft pick out of Georgia on the defensive line as well. Uh, and then you have Robert Quinn in there in that conversation. Plus you still have uh, uh, TJ Slayton from last year. Um, he showed you a little flash here or there. And that was a big dude. When you start talking about rotating five, six guys regularly on that offensive line, everybody is going to be fresh for four quarters because nobody's going to be out there the entire game playing every single snap on defense. Uh, and Quinn has the ability to get to the quarterback as well. I, I Again, I, I don't know how likely it is that it's actually going to happen one way or the other. It may be a complete pipe dream, but there is there are articles out there talking about Robert Quinn being dealt by the Chicago Bears here at some point, um, and the Packers are one of the teams being linked uh, one way or the other to this. Now, I don't see them being linked from Palacero or these guys necessarily yet, but if that's the angle we're heading on, if I'm Brian Gutekunst, yeah, I'm making a call. And to those of you that always tell me the same thing, Sparky, they're not going to trade him in the division. They're not going to do it. No. Listen, that dude traded with the Vikings. Was it the Vikings or the Lions? Whoever it was. Vikings. The Bears traded with the Vikings. So he's going to trade with anybody. Whoever can give him the best deal, he's going to make the deal. Ryan Poles, he he don't care. He just wants to make the best deal he can for his football team. They are so far away from being a contender in the NFC North are the Chicago Bears. He's not going to give a rip about the Packers getting an aging old player in Robert Quinn for a year or two. Like it's He's not going to care, Air. Now, to put it in context, Sparky, little history for you. Oh, I hate history. Well, what? I love it. I know you do. What? 23 years ago, that was the last time the Bears and Packers engaged in a trade. Now, the history question for you is the Bears sent a seventh-round pick to the Packers in that trade. In return, Green Bay spent return specialist Glenn Milburn. Oh, former Lion. Who did the Packers use that seventh-round pick on? No idea. I'll give you a hint. Click it or ticket. Click it or ticket? Whose phrase with the Wisconsin Department of Transportation is click it or ticket? That would be Donald Driver. What? That can't be right. They used a pick from the Bears? That was a Bears pick when they took Donald Driver? Seventh round, 213 overall. You got to be kidding me. That's what I've got in front of me. Did you all know this? I've never heard that. I'm not saying you're wrong. I've never looked at it closely enough to know that Gary Leroy, we've never as far as I know, my memory stinks. I don't believe we've ever talked about that pick being a Bears pick that they got in a trade for Glenn Milburn. Milburn's career was pretty much done by the time he got to Green Bay. And then he goes there, and Donald Driver is the pick? Seventh round, 1999 NFL drafts, 213 overall, Donald Driver. <laughs> oh, my God. I think if I'm a Bears fan, I'm going to be sick. I mean, how many seventh-round picks turn out to be absolutely nothing at the end of the day? And yet the Packers actually make a trade with the Bears for a seventh-round pick, and you end up with Donald freaking Driver. Are you kidding me? No wonder they don't want to do any deals with the, the Green Bay Packers at this point. Maybe there's a reason it's been almost a quarter century. Wow. That is wild. We have score guys on all the time on our station on 670 The Score. We've never, not once, as far as I know, whether it be Bart Show 
Rami's show when Rami was here or the big show. I don't think anybody's ever brought that up. I bet you they don't even realize it. Look at your boy AR digging up nuggets. I've heard this. I, I listen to the score from time to time. I've never heard them bring that up. Ever. That is a great one. They had no idea. No idea whatsoever that that was a deal. Uh, but anyways, so going back to this Robert Quinn thing, that aside, maybe they won't deal with the Packers if they're still holding on to the Donald Driver pick. Uh, but yeah, if I'm good in Kunst, and if I'm Ross Ball, I'm having a conversation. All right, financially, can we make this work one way or the other? And if the answer is yes, let's call and see what type of pick it'll take. Because this goes with all defense all the time and a little bit more running than maybe what they've done in the past. And let's see what happens. Let's play it out. Fits perfectly in what they're trying to do. So we'll see how it all goes here in the next couple of weeks. But Gerard in Delaware kind of tipped me off on that one. So I wanted to address that because, again, as a Packer fan, I'd be all for getting Robert Quinn added to this defensive line. Coming up next, Don Wichillis. Remember him from the Journey House College Sports Show, college football, college basketball. Uh, all the different guys on the radio station have been on that show throughout the course of time. Plus, he always has great uh, college guests uh, throughout the season as well. Just a really, really well done show, him and Dan Underberg. Uh, we'll talk with Don with Chill. It's coming up next. Get his thoughts on Lewis, Justin Lewis not getting drafted out of Marquette, Johnny Davis being a top 10 pick, uh, and, of course, Pat Baldwin Jr. That's who I'm kind of going to focus on during this interview. But uh, we'll talk to him straight ahead here on Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Wendy's Big Show served up hot and fresh comes up again on Monday. Don't forget, assistant Warriors GM Larry Harris will be on the show at 11.35 on Monday. Plus, we'll talk Brewers and Blue Jays as well. Joining us now here on Sparky's Midday Matters, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals, our friend, cohort, he is Don Wachillis of the Journey House College Sports Show that you hear uh, every fall and spring here on 1250 AM. The Fan. Don, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. You bet. Sparky AR, happy Friday to you. Happy Friday to you Same as to you. well. Uh, okay, so I heard you this morning on Bart Show. Yes. Uh, and realized that there was a lot more that I wanted answered than <laughs> what you and Bart had a chance to really get into. So I texted you as soon as that interview was over and asked you if you could come on our show here in the afternoon. First things first, how much and we're going to we're going to work backwards here, right? So we're going to work okay. with a person not drafted and then we'll go backwards in the draft. Uh, how, how much do you think how the tournament ended for Marquette played into what happened to Justin Lewis not getting drafted? I think it had something to do with it. I also think the fact that last night we were too short of a full 60 as far as that second round went. I feel like Chicago was set to take him. In that second round, I was I was extremely surprised the way he seemingly fell off the face of the earth, especially with some of the picks later in the second round by various teams, regardless of who you want to look at. I really just thought he had a chance in that second round to be taken, but instead he's going to go to Chicago uh, as a free agent and get his opportunity there. And and yeah, I, I would have to say that that first round. Uh, no, oh, just debacle of Marquette had maybe uh, some impressions left on some of these general managers when it came time yesterday to, you know, make that call and see if whether or not they were going to draft him. What do you think or how do you think he plays uh, in the NBA? You know, because obviously he signs the deal after the draft, like you said, uh, ends up with Chicago. Right. Um, so now he ends up with the Bulls. I, I don't know if I necessarily have a player comp for him one way or the other as far as the NBA player goes, just like I struggle with a player comp for EJ uh, Liddell of Ohio State. Uh, but when you look at him, how do you think he plays at the next level? I, I think what Justin Lewis will find himself is somewhere in the G League and and maybe with Chicago when all is said and done. And for him, in my opinion, it's about working on his perimeter shot. I think he does very well on the block. I think he can get to the basket off the wing. I think he does a lot of good things inside the arc. Now, whether or not that perimeter shot is a three-point shot or just something, oh, fairly consistent from that 18 to 20-foot range, I think for me, that's where Justin Lewis is going to have to see that development 
occur for him to get a regular spot, again, whether it's Chicago or any other NBA team. So that explains uh, that pick there. Uh, then let's work up to the next person, uh, and that obviously is Pat Baldwin Jr. Uh, ending up going uh, to Golden State. I was, to be honest, surprised that he went in the first round. I thought he was yep. going to fall to the second round. I didn't expect him uh, to get drafted at the end of round one, but the pipeline between Wisconsin uh, and Golden State with a guy named Larry Harris, who happened to live in Wisconsin for a long time, uh, is going really well right now. Jordan Poole, yeah. Kevon Looney. Uh, and Looney, remember, he had a back history of injury, uh, and they still took him. And, and right. he ended up having back surgery and everything else, and eventually that worked out. They had time and patience to let that play out. Uh, so now with Baldwin having an injury history as well, it's the same type of deal. Like There is no rush to have, ha- have, to have him on the floor right away uh, at any point this season. Yeah, I mean, two things. One, when his name was called, that was the burst of adrenaline I needed to stay awake for the remainder of the first and then into the second round. Because I'm telling you, the eyes were getting a little heavy because it seemed like it was dragging out a little bit. But to hear his name called in the first round, I I couldn't have been happier knowing what he and his dad and everything else went through last year at UWM. And you're right, Steve, he's in the perfect spot because there is no pressure. There is no hurry. He has the ability to work and develop his shot again, get back that confidence that he seemingly had at the 19 and under tournament uh, playing for the USA, get that confidence level back and then have a medical staff and a training staff that will hopefully build upon whatever progress he's made rehabilitating that ankle foot injury. And then in a couple of years, that's when you're expecting somebody like PBJ really now to step forward. And it's just an, like you alluded to, it's a great spot because the pressure just isn't there. Okay. So when we talk about him, I was on the game in San Francisco last night at like, I don't know, 11, 11, 15 or something. They wanted me to come on and talk. Um, and my, my analysis to them was, look, he, he's not, you know, super athletic one way or the other. He's got to work on his shot somewhat uh, and so forth. But I look at him and going back to what John Hammond always used to tell us, which is you are who you can guard. I don't know if he's quick enough to guard a three at the NBA level. I, I look at him and go, maybe he's the guy that eventually steps in for Draymond Green. But then on the on the other hand, you're going, can he defend well enough to step in for Draymond Green? Can he play physically enough and add enough muscle to to kind of be that guy and fill that role of Draymond? That I don't know. But I I don't look at him and go, oh yeah, he's a perennial all-star. I, I struggle seeing that. I, I don't know if I struggle as much as you do, but I think there is a gap. I mean, some of the guys that were drafted last night, you kind of look at like Ivy and go, yeah, give it a year at two at the most, and we're going to see him in an all-star game. It might take a little bit for PBJ, and it's all going to depend again on the rehabilitation of the injury, and it's going to be the development that Golden State puts in front of him. But I think the potential is there. The upside is there, and I think that's why Golden State took the chance on him with that 28th pick because the upside is so great. And given what we've seen as you were talking about with some of the other players that Golden State has taken recently and allowed them time to develop and then what their contributions have been even this year on their championship run, that's what I think PBJ can do two, three, even four years from now. This is the other thing. A comparison made by Gary Ellerson today – and it was a light bulb moment for me. I don't know if you heard it or not. I his, did. His comparison was Tobias Harris. And maybe that is the comparison. It could be. It very well could be. I think the beauty of what last night was is that you make these player comps and you're looking at what the upside could be. You know, it's always interesting to go back and look at previous year's drafts and see some of the names that were taken in the first round and scratch your head and go, "Who? I don't even remember who that is anymore, mixed in with all of the guys who have stepped up and made that next jump to the NBA level. Tobias could be that player comp for somebody like PBJ, and, and that's not so terrible. 
No, I think if he ends up being Tobias Harris in Golden State, I think that's a great pick at the end of round one. Tobias Harris was a mid-pick, and let's remind everybody, that whole trade went down, uh, and that was the Jimmer for debt fiasco in which yeah. they were that if they would have stayed there with that pick, that could have been Clay Thompson. And I remember Gary Wolfel of the Racine Journal Times losing his ever-loving mind like what are they doing? Just take Clay to Clay Thompson. He's a great shooter. Take him, and they didn't. They made the deal. They took Tobias Harris, and uh, to this day, I think Gary Wolf is still mad about that. <laughs> it very well could be. And and again, I, I'm sure there were uh, maybe you. I know I was, and, and of of course, watching things on Twitter. You know, everybody screaming and yelling about different things throughout the course of the draft. You know, of course, all the heads over at ESPN losing their minds over the Knicks and so forth as long as it stays within, you know, some boundary, that's, that's part of the fun of the NBA draft and any draft NFL, for instance, as well. I I totally agree. All right, let's go to the next guy. Uh, Johnny Davis uh, from the Badgers gets drafted, goes top 10, uh, worst kept secret of all time. They've been linked together (laughs) for weeks. Uh, So fine. We had Quinton Mayo on earlier and and he was making it sound like Tommy Shepard with the Wizards is talking about Beal playing point guard and Davis possibly playing, uh, the two, um, I, I think he's a two. I don't think he's a three. How do you look at Johnny Davis in the NBA? I think Johnny Davis is a two and going to the wizards again, a top 10 pick coming out of Wisconsin, just excited. The fact that one of the guys that we were watching all of last year and the year prior now is getting a shot at the NBA, but I see him and Beal kind of one of the same if uh, Johnny Davis can obviously make that transition to the pros, coming off the dribble, getting his shot, needing a number of shots uh, in order to find rhythm, kind of the way Beal does, I think it's going to be very interesting to see how that mixture plays out over the course of the year, and then whether or not if Johnny Davis can take that next step and do so early on in his career with the Wizards, does then that mean... Beal is expendable. I mean, there, there's some question marks sure. for me with Johnny Davis going to Washington. I think that's fair. Uh, the other part of this that I'm interested in about is how does his game change at the NBA level? In the first half of the year, he could do what he wanted. In the yeah. second half of the year, when they started game planning for him, it became a little bit more of a struggle. I don't think they're game planning for Johnny Davis, at least to start off the year. That's for certain. So am I fair to say I expect him to score pretty well early on in the season? I would take that same approach. And and the nice thing is now with having somebody like Bradley Beal on that team, if they do start to scheme towards him, that frees up Beal. And that, that causes just nightmares for obviously we'll call them defensive coordinators at the NBA level. But I, I just think Johnny Davis, after going through what he went through last year and now seeing what it's like to have teams run their defense at you, I, I just think it was a learning lesson for him that he'll take into uh, his NBA career. Johnny Davis said that he wanted to come in here, Don with Chillis, and uh, change the narrative about playing for the Badgers and, yeah. and still becoming a high draft pick and uh, and so forth, which, again, at the time, I kind of shook my head at like, okay, well, Sam Decker was highly recruited. He stayed here. He ended up a first-round pick. Kaminsky wasn't, but he developed into a first-round pick. Mm-hmm. Like, Devin Harris, they've had first-round picks before at Wisconsin. Now, he's a top-10 pick. Yeah. Um, so I have two questions. One, if Johnny Davis plays somewhere else, at, you know, one of the Blue Bloods, does he go any higher? Is he any better? Um, and two, uh, if the answer to that question is yes, then how much do you think this offense actually held him back? I don't know if he would have gone any higher, let's say, if he was playing at Duke. I, I think what Wisconsin was able to do in developing his skill set, I don't know necessarily whether or not that would have always occurred depending on where you go. Situations mean different things for different people. I think he ended up in the right situation. Now for Wisconsin, as you said, you've had a number of first-round picks, maybe not as high as a Johnny Davis uh, as of recent, and so now you've got to figure out how do I how do I parlay this? I know you love the whole recruiting thing, Steve. And so how do you parlay this and get another player or two in the next couple of years to begin the narrative, that narrative beginning that you can go to Wisconsin 
and be as as profitable once you get to the NBA as a guy who goes to Duke or a guy who goes to UCLA or wherever it is you want to bring up as far as the Blue Bloods go, it's really going to be whether or not they can bring in another guy or two. Uh, I heard you talking earlier about Marquette and Tom Crean and Dwayne Wade, and Dwayne Wade was going to be that guy who turned the table, and I think it began turning the table, but Tom Crean could never get the next guy in in order to keep that momentum. And that's going to be what's important for Wisconsin is now you've got a little bit of momentum. You've had some of those nationally with eyes on you. How do you keep the momentum going and bring in another talent like you had with Johnny Davis? But how much of it really is more about the NIL money than it is actually about where somebody goes in the draft? I mean, I, I just think that that is going to be a large part of this. Now, we don't know how big of a yeah. part it's going to be for college basketball yet. I haven't seen numbers on basketball players yet. We've seen them all over football. Uh, so how much of the money by the boosters will be held back and designated to help the college basketball program? Or will a lot of these schools that have football programs simply just not choose to give that much to basketball to focus on football? It's the great unknown right now because we've seen already, obviously, players with substantial contracts in NIL for football. And we've also seen a few players who last year got what we would call big contracts within NIL who didn't get it the year after because it didn't necessarily pan out for the company that was writing the check. So I still think there's a large gray area moving forward with the whole NIL thing, but I do think eventually that money will move to basketball because you have teams, let's say like Duke, whose football team is their football team. And, you know, you get 17,000 that show up on a Saturday for rah-rah, but they'll pack the gym and camp out to get into Cameron Indoor because that's where their bread and butter is made. A, a, a team like Marquette, who does not have a football program, if there is going to be NIL money, it's going to be focused on basketball. So basketball will get its fair share of the cut. What that cut is yet, I think that needs to be kind of a wait and see. And I think there's a little still of waiting and seeing with regards to will the NCA step in and put some parameters around this thing instead of it being the wild west. He is Don with chill. It's journey house, uh, college sports show and Don, uh, help inform everybody. Yes. You're still doing a podcast, right? Still doing a podcast, the four, one, four sports podcast. Um, having some fun doing that, the ability to talk a little bit more about, uh, other things than than college athletics, though I love talking about college athletics, but talk a little Brewers, a little Packers. Uh, last uh, podcast, we got into this whole PGA uh, Live Tour uh, debate that's been taking place, so it, it's been fun. Absolutely. He is down with Chillis. Again, thanks so much for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Guys, thank you. Have a great weekend. You betcha. You too. There he is, Don with Chillis. Uh, joining us coming up next, John Greenberg, president of the Milwaukee Admirals. They have their big garage sale coming up at Panther Arena next week. We'll learn more about that next on Sparky's Midday Madness. Presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals on 1250 AM, The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals on 1250 AM. The Fan as we broadcast live from the Lakeland University Studios offering evening and online master's programs. Learn more at lakeland.edu slash get started. Joining us now, President of the Milwaukee Admirals. He is John Greenberg on this very, very nice Friday afternoon. John, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for the opportunity. Okay, so I've been talking about this for a couple of weeks now. I figured I wanted to get you on to get even more into detail about the big garage sale going on next week. Yeah, uh, it's that time of year. Uh, you know, we've done this annually, and it's a wildly popular event. So uh, next Tuesday uh, from 4 to 8 for our season ticket holders, next Wednesday for the general public from 11 until 7, takes place right on the floor of the arena. Um, so if you'd like to be able to still get uh, early access, um, you can, uh, give us a call and sign up for a season ticket plan and get into our payment uh, plan. And we will uh, get you in early for the, uh, uh, for the best of the best. So I will tell you that when the doors open, uh, for that first crew of season ticket holders at four o'clock, it is, uh, it is kind of crazy. So it's a lot of fun to, to see people, but also, uh, uh, they can't wait to get in and, and get their hands on some of the great things that we have available. All right, come on, give us give us some give us some nuggets here. What what kind of great stuff are we talking about? Tease us with some good stuff. Sure, well, game worn jerseys, nice uh, from this season. Signed so, game worn uh, jerseys or just game worn uh, no, jerseys? Just, just game worn. So because a lot of people uh, don't necessarily want them autographed, so what? we we don't get them autographed. And if at some point you want to get it autographed, we can certainly try and help you make that happen down why, the road. Why don't they uh, want them autographed for? I, I don't know. I have never quite understood that, but I just know there's enough times where people say, no, no, I don't want an autograph that I don't know not to do that. Goodness, so. really? All right. <laughs> Guess I, I got to learn something about that then. All right, go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. So that, um, we also have a lot, we do have auto, some autographed items. We've got some autographed uh, game helmets, um, as well as uh, name plates from our, for our players uh, from above their lockers. Uh, and we had different ones throughout the season. So whenever we were wearing a certain, color uniform, whether it was the white, the blue, or the, uh, the faux back uniform, um, our equipment staff actually had custom uh, nameplates made for whatever day it was that we were wearing stuff. So players have signed those, and uh, so you can get your favorite player's uh, nameplate uh, that they autographed before they left at the end of the year. We also have a ton of uh, equipment that players uh, wore, some new, some, uh, some used. So if you're looking, if you're, if you're a hockey player and you're looking for a new pair of uh, uh, hockey pants, breezers. Uh, we've got those. We also have a great supply of uh, sticks, brand new sticks that our players uh, uh, didn't get around to using. And this year we actually have a, a fair amount of right-handed sticks, which is rare. Uh, it's one of those strange things, Sparky. A of hockey players are left-handed. Um, they're brought up that way. They, get the, they may be right-handed with everything else they do, but they play hockey left-handed. So we've got... Uh, a lot of left-handed sticks, but this year more right-handed ones than normal. Uh, so people can come down and uh, check those out as well. Uh, we've got some merchandise um, that we have been selling throughout the year. We've got just some fun promo items that uh, have been left over. And uh, so it's just a ton of stuff. Really, there's uh, the, the floor will be full. 28th and 29th Panther Arena. Make sure to take advantage of the garage sale. And you get more details as always over at uh, MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. So when when you guys, you know, you put this this garage sale on and you get all of these people that come out and do it, do you tend to see some of the same people year to year, like return visitors every year as far as season ticket holders and such? Oh, yeah. Season ticket holders, uh, this is a date that as soon as we announce it, to get to, uh, put not, not in pencil on their calendar at ink. So, really? Um, yeah, we got a lot of people. This is a big event for them in the summertime. And 
Um, it's also a great opportunity for us to, you know, if you're interested in season tickets uh, um, throughout the process, if you don't have them or you don't really necessarily need to get in early, but you, you do want to come to the event and you want to look at season tickets, our sales staff's going to be there. Uh, to show you seats and uh, get you through that process too. So um, we, we look for old uh, old customers and new customers. Are you guys going to be out and about uh, this summer like always? Always, yes. Actually, our crew just left for uh, the Summerfest show for the day. So if you're going out to uh, Summerfest, we'll be there uh, for a show at uh, 4.30. And uh, again, tomorrow at 4.30. And then next weekend, both Thursday and Friday, we'll be there at 4.30 as well. So I uh, get a little admiral's fix while you're there. We have a lot of fun at that show. I think I'm going to actually finally get out there tomorrow, um, which I'm looking forward to. Yeah, that's great. Uh, are you a big concert uh, music going guy? Yeah, I enjoy live entertainment. And, uh, uh, you know, for me, for Summerfest, I, I like to something, you know, I really have to really want to see something in the amphitheater. Otherwise, I'd love just going around from stage Side to Side stage stages, yep. Hearing, hearing different, uh, different stuff and hearing hearing the bands that are on during the course of the day is just as fun as getting to see the headliner at the end of the night. Yeah, no doubt. John, thanks so much for coming on and uh, promoting this. And, of course, we'll continue to talk about it next week up to uh, the time we have the garage sale on the 28th and 29th. Yeah, you should come down too, Sparky. Yeah, come check it out, no doubt. I, yeah, I got Absolutely. I, I will have to maybe do that. So I'm not a season ticket holder, so I would have to be there on the 29th. So I will. Yes, eleven to seven. Absolutely, we can help you become a season ticket holder, Mark. You just let me know. I, I I have your number too, so really make things easier. <laughs> John, thanks so much. All right, Sparky, take care. Take care. There he is. John Greenberg of the Milwaukee Admirals joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Applying for home renovation loan has you feeling anxious. Breathe. My Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com today. Something just came into my head. So Adam Roberts is the producer of this show. And if you've listened to the big show or our show since he's gotten here from ESPN Lacrosse, you know uh, that he is like the Lone Ranger when it comes to NHL hockey fandom uh, for the most part uh, on this station. Having said all of that, AR, if I came to you and said, hey, look, You've done such a great job here at the radio station. Well, thank you. Um, we we want to hook you up and give you season tickets for one season to anything that you could possibly want to be a fan of. Anything you want, we'll get you the season tickets for one year. We'll give you the money and uh, get you the season tickets. What team would it be? Oh, that's a very good question. I don't know if I've ever been posed this question before. Uh, but if I had to pick just one... One season, one team. It would probably be... Not lifetime, one season. Probably the Admirals or the Brewers. Admirals or the Brewers? You you didn't go Maple Leafs. No, I... I Well, how many times am I going to get to Toronto? <laughs> well, you're right. Okay, let's take the let's take the distance out of it. Let's, okay, let's well, act like you can get to the place. Yeah, Admirals, Maple Leafs, or Brewers. The, one of those three. Yeah. That's interesting. I, I what thought, about you? I thought Maple Leafs uh, would be that for certain. Well, I mean, I didn't say no. I mean, I'm, I was see my brain. Even when we're doing these hypotheticals, it's just right. like pick whatever you want. My brain's telling me no. You got to pick the one that you actually could have happen. Sure. To you. <laughs> yeah. No. I. Yeah. I. I. I totally get that. Yeah. No. But yeah. If I guess if travel was completely, I could just like. Boop, you're there, you're at the garden, you can go to the game, although they don't play at Maple Leaf Gardens anymore. They haven't for quite a while. Uh, yeah, I would say Maple Leafs and Admirals, probably a close one. Brewers, probably second. Yeah, I think that's uh, yeah, that, that's that's really good. I'm not even going to bother asking Altizer when he gets in here. Toby Altizer. We all know how that'll go. Yeah, I'm guessing he'd say the Commanders would be my guess. I'm not quite sure. I think that's what he would say. So he, he's in here uh, in a few minutes. He's in the building. I already saw him walk in. Uh, he'll maybe be in he, a few minutes. Talk about the fan afternoon show today. Maybe he would say Wizards now that Davis is there. Mm, like I, you don't I, think I, Davis I think, would be enough? I think Donald Chillis is right in the fact that maybe if Johnny Davis plays well enough, this eventually moves Bradley Beal to another team. Maybe eventually that's how it plays out. So let me let me bring this up to you. And I should bring this up to Altizer. Bradley Beal for Kyrie. I'd do that. If you were Washington? Yeah. Because then it would be Kyrie and Johnny Davis essentially in the backcourt at that point. 
Now, and then Bradley Beal gets to go play with Durant. So, because the fear, obviously, in Brooklyn is, holy crap, if Kyrie forces his way out, Durant's going to be next. There's no way he's staying. But if Brooklyn can get a Bradley Beal back in return, then it makes all the sense in the world. I guess so. Now, if you're Washington, of course, that comes with the consequence of, see, I say yes, I do it in the sense of the, what he brings as a basketball player. The baggage is another thing. And is a market like Washington really going to want to deal with a guy like that who's going to, you know, you don't know how many times he's going to play during the year. So turn your head. Yeah. L- look at who walks in. Look, what, look he's, what he's what's he wearing? wearing. What's he wearing? He we're talking about you. We're talking about your guy right now and trading him. That's what we're doing right now. We're going to ask Toby so Altizer. tell me to keep his wife's name out of my mouth? Yeah, we're going to ask Toby Altizer next whether or not he would do that trade that I just proposed uh, for his Washington Wizards. We'll do that up next. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that's next. Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals on 1250 AM. The Fan, if you missed it on the Wendy's Big Show, Akeem Omotoso, director of the movie Rise, the story of Giannis and his family on Disney Plus starting today. Go back and listen to that at BigShowNetwork.com or hit Rewind on your Odyssey app. Quentin Mayo, BetMGM tonight. Odyssey BetQL came on not to talk about gambling, but to talk about his team, the Washington Wizards. That was a fun and entertaining interview. We talked about the Wizards, Johnny Davis, and talked about some of the other NBA teams and their draft picks as well. That was a lot of fun. So again, BigShowNetwork.com or on your Odyssey app. Uh, Assistant General Manager for the Golden State Warriors, Larry Harris, joins us Monday at 1135. Uh, and looking forward to getting his thoughts on Patrick Baldwin Jr., who the Golden State Warriors took at the end of round one. Uh, okay, Toby Altizer is here, uh, the fan afternoon show, his last day hosting for this week. Next week, Kevin Holden, CBS 58 sports director, uh, will sit in and host the show uh, with Sam Schmitz producing. Looking forward to hearing Kevin Holden. Week after that, Stephanie Sutton is in from Channel 12. WISN, and uh, yeah, we'll just keep uh, rotating people through and uh, keep you on your toes as far as who's hosting day to day. Toby Altizer walks in wearing a, mm, I don't know, a striped, kind of striped. It's their the top uh, is striped, the back, it's city not. edition, I think. Or is that whatever. their city connect edition? Yeah, it's like the it's like a throwback bullets, wizards, whatever. I don't know. Sure, yeah. Uh, wearing a Bradley Beal jersey. And I know you didn't hear what we were talking about necessarily, so I will bring it up to you. So earlier when we had Quentin Mayo on, uh, we were talking to him and Tommy Shepard, right? That's mm-hmm. who the GM is, uh, had brought up uh, that, you know, maybe Bradley Beal, uh, you know, is the point guard and Johnny Davis is at the two, KCP or whatever is at the three and, and they go that way. Uh, Mayo doesn't like that idea. I don't really like that idea. Uh, what would you say about a Bradley Beal for Kyrie Irving swap? No. And Bradley Beal to Brooklyn? No. No. With Durant? That no. keeps Durant in Brooklyn. No. It gives you a point no. guard. No. It gives you Johnny no. Davis as a two. No. What's wrong? No. 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 Why? I don't want Kyrie Irving. I want someone that's actually going to play basketball. He's really good. He is really good. But, but I want someone that's going to play basketball. Last thing we need is more politics in D.C. So oh, you know what's going to happen that. with Kyrie going yeah, to D.C. and all true. these different things that he's yeah, going to say. So true. we don't need any of that. Bradley Beal's a good guy. You don't have any off-the-court problems with Bradley Beal. Last thing you need with another Washington team, with the Commanders and all their hoopla. Yeah. I don't want any drama with the Wizards. <laughs> the only drama I want was a terrible basketball team where we can argue what they should do on the floor, argue about why their defense sucks. I don't need anything off the floor with the Wizards. You already have all that stuff with the Commanders and Dan Snyder. Right. I don't need anything else. What did you think about the Johnny Davis big knowing you have Bradley Beal? Because I look at it kind of as maybe this is looking ahead to moving Bradley Beal here in the next couple of years. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know exactly where Johnny Davis fits in. He's not a three, man. He's a two. Yeah. I'm sorry. I I don't know where he fits in. Running Bradley Beal at the point, I don't like that. No. I want him to be able to use his scoring ability because when he's going well— he can be up there with anybody. If it weren't for Steph Curry going on a crazy rampage the last month and a half of the season, what was it, two years ago, Bradley Beal would have won the scoring title yep, then. Sure would have. So I, I don't want to see Johnny Davis come in and take over as the two guard and move Bradley Beal to the point. I don't know. I, I really don't know what they're doing out there. I like the Johnny Davis pick, 
And I know I saw you tweet out, good luck in D.C. He's going to get every opportunity in D.C. I don't worry about Johnny Davis. I was more or less saying how bad of an organization that organization yeah. is for the Wizards. That's why I said pray for Johnny Davis. He's <laughs> stuck in Washington with the Wizards But he's going to get lots of playing time. Yeah. He's going to get every opportunity. Uh, all the draft picks in D.C. have gotten ample opportunity to show themselves. You know, you look at Avdia, Hachimura, Corey Kispert, all those guys have gotten run. So if you're worried about, hey, Johnny Davis is on the Wizards and is he going to be blocked for playing time by Beal? No, they're going to find a way to get him on the floor. No, I'm worried he's going to go there and lose for the first five years of his career. That's my I would not be surprised. That's my I would not be surprised. He's going to go there and lose and just be completely demoralized and life changed by the time he gets done playing for the Wizards. Now, uh, having said all of that, what do you have coming up on the Fan Afternoon Show today? Yeah, I got to talk about the NBA draft. Get your reaction to Bochamp getting drafted by the Bucks. Obviously, Johnny Davis going to the I, Wizards. I will say this. We did a topic earlier. Would you rather have Pat Baldwin Jr. over Bochamp? And there are some people that rather would have had Pat Baldwin Jr. Mm. Not many, though. Yeah, I think it's interesting because the ceiling with PBJ is as high as just about anybody in this draft if he can reach it. But that's a big if. Right. Can he stay on the floor? So talk about all those guys, Justin Lewis as well. Just overall looking at the draft, also talk about, I thought that was a really cool interview you guys had with the director Mm -hmm. of Rise today. Awesome to hear from him. Also want to talk about the Brewers. Where do they rank amongst the top teams in the National League? Because, you know, I think that they should be up there, and then you look at the teams that are ahead of them, you're like, eh, I don't know if they are in that tier. Like The Dodgers, the Mets, are they really up there with those guys? So we'll talk about that. Talk with Chase Hughes from NBC Sports Washington, get his thoughts on Johnny Davis headed out to the Wizards, and then Frank Madden from Locked on Bucks to get his thoughts on Marjan Bochamp oh, coming, that, to, or coming that, to Milwaukee. I want to hear the Frank Madden interview. Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm interested to see because, like, like me and you both said, Bochamp, I can't break anything down. But, for but you. so this is the thing, right? So they needed a slasher, a guy that could get his own shot, uh, and they needed a defender that mm-hmm. could deal with Jalen Brown, deal with Tatum, whatever. But they still also needed shooting because they were lacking that too. So wouldn't matter which way they went, they were going to be okay. Probably they needed both. So now in this case here, you get a guy that's going to come in, work on a shot. Be able to get out, run, play above the rim. Again, it was it was it was the most John Hammond pick John Horse has ever made because this is exactly the type of player that John loves. So John Hammond, that is. So you get that guy. Now you hope this year he's on the floor because of defense. Mm-hmm. Don't really worry about the offense. And then you also hope that the guy who says he wants to be great and the 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 life story and all that that people are tearing up about and think it's so wonderful. You hope that him wanting to be great results in him working hard to be great and it's not just words and then he starts doing it for a month is like oh hell this this yeah is, y'all I, are crazy i'm not doing all this this is nuts i just question because you know so many people looked at that celtic series and said man if we had a little more defense and we could have i didn't have a problem with the defense but they don't have i didn't like the philosophy of defense with coach bud in game seven but i didn't think it was it was half court offense but think about it they they don't have a guy behind Middleton on the floor right now. They, they don't. haven't had a guy behind no. Middleton for a number of well, years. Well, and they yet. have a guy now behind Middleton that can guard people, but is he going to give you anything on offense? Well, no, but but if you're Bud, you're saying, I don't necessarily need it because I'm always going to have two of those three on the floor at the same time. I can have that guy out there next to Holiday with Middleton. I can have him on the floor in place of Middleton. I can have a small ball lineup with him and Middleton on the floor and Giannis resting. So it gives you more options. And either way, as long as two of those three are on the floor at all times, he doesn't have to score. He just has to defend. Yeah, see, I don't mind that philosophy, but you just saw a team in the Warriors have guys where if Steph takes a break, Jordan Poole's on the floor. Sure. You know what I'm saying? And if you could have had someone, I don't know who it was in this draft, whether you wanted to get a guy like Liddell that can help you. I liked more. Ty Ty Washington, Wendell Moore, Moore, whoever it is that can come off the bench and give you some scoring as opposed to you bring Bochamp in and what's he going to give you? He's going to be an elite defender probably pretty soon into his NBA career, so he'll be able to help you right away. But who's coming off the bench to help? You know, If you want to give those guys a break, that's fine. But one of them, two of them are going to have to always well, be on the floor. It. And if anything happens to Middleton again, you've got nothing on the half-court offense. But think about that, too. Who's Grayson Allen guarding? Right. Nobody. Yeah, exactly. You had nobody to put in they, there that was that much better than what Grayson Allen was doing they, in that They're going to get defense out of them. And I like that move for that. And you hope he learns how to shoot. I mean, you've been hoping on Giannis for quite a while. So now you're going to be in the same boat here. What I did like was he pointed at Chris Middleton as a guy he couldn't mm-hmm. wait to work with. 
So maybe he's not rolling with Giannis. Maybe he's going to roll with Middleton in the offseason. Middleton has come around and developed his outside shot quite a bit. So, because again, that was, he was a mid-range shooter. He wasn't a three-point shooter until Bud got here. So, you know, if he becomes a 3 and D wing, if that's what he eventually becomes, maybe he doesn't ever get the mid-range jumper. But if he becomes a 3 and D guy... I think that's perfect for this Bucks team. It may take two or three years, but I think that's probably the long-range goal. Yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily have a problem with the pick. A 6'6 dude with a 7-foot wingspan. I mean, there's not many guys built like that. Jump. Exactly. So you're going to get a guy that can come in and play defense right away, and if he develops his offensive game, that's going to be awesome. And th- let's be honest. This team on offense is built around, like you said, Giannis, Chris, and Drew, yep. and it's a defensive basketball team, and so you get a guy that can help on the defensive side of things, and the year that they won an NBA Finals, the guy everyone missed, P.J. Tucker, he didn't give you anything nope. on offense. He gave you a lot on defense, so I think this kind of fits into that mold of let's solidify this defense. We're going to trust Giannis and Chris and Drew to kind of carry the load offensively, and hopefully if you can just give us a little bit of an outside shot, you'll be able to help us as well. C Sparky Fiverr, Toby Altizer is up next. The Fan Afternoon Show. Sam Schmidt's uh, other side of the glass. My thanks to AR Adam Roberts doing a great job today producing. Back at it again on Monday starting at 10. Have a good weekend, everybody. Toodles! You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.